Julian, you should uh, hit the button. Wow, it interferes with the line, doesn't it? Oh, bad. Wow, LED. It doesn't like LEDs. That's the deal. Uh, That's too bad. How do you have them? <laughs> For our listeners, that's a humidifier. It just happens to be shaped and sounded like Godzilla. And now it's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's humidifying. But my, it does cause static. So I'll yeah. switch, switch it off. Yeah, turn yeah. it off. Then we'll know for sure. I that's like how it... Scientific method tells us that it's the LEDs that were making the line noise. Yeah. Is that what your phone does? That That's probably... There's probably something in the phone that's the same. That's some cheerful music to intro. <laughs> It'll be over the top of uh, the moon rays when, when we put all this into production. Hey, listeners, happy 200th! Yay! Or 201st! Because <laughs> there, uh, there was an interview in there somewhere that didn't get a number. But oh! O- but other than that, it doesn't matter, because we would, to talk about 200 episodes, we would have to be at the 201st episode, which we actually are. All is right in the universe. It is. It just balanced out quite by accident. You're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast, a podcast where we talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. We'll try not to spoil recently watched, if we have any. I don't have any. Um, And we are not professional critics. (laughs) We don't claim to be. We don't get paid for this, so we're not professional anything. We can't look down on nobody. Nope. We're, yeah, we're right down here at rock bottom. Uh, Thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. And find the music, if you want to buy it digitally, on Amazon or iTunes. Say hello to them on Facebook, where, where they are easy for me to say where they are the moon dash rays um and uh the other song was that maraconi who is that <laughs> well that tune you just heard yeah akira ifokube oh okay uh, it's the, originally the military march from uh, godzilla oh, okay great see you would know that <laughs> so guys here we are we made it to 201 well, 201 episodes yeah let's change the format it's yeah we're gonna flip the format and you'll get used to it we're gonna do the three from hell minute the three from hell three minutes we're gonna three from hell three minutes yes um so uh should we just jump right in i'm richard i'm here with will hello and jolian we're your hosts 
And uh, if this is your first episode, well, good on you. You jumped in on a really different one. We're going to talk about some of the movies that made us who we are, that got us to this point. You want to hear something crazy? Yes. Uh, I'll tell you later. No. <laughs> well, well, no, I'll tell, okay, okay, I'll tell you now. Gee. In doing this show, I have driven over 2,700 miles. <laughs> wow. We only had one close call. One of, one oh, of, yeah. You know, one of Jolien's... Psycho neighbor. Yeah, and your neighbor a couple blocks away came screaming <clears throat> out of the alley and just about mm-hmm. broadsided us. And then she got mad when I yelled, learn to drive. And she threw herself into reverse and chased us. Yeah, she chased us in reverse. <laughs> I'm thinking, go ahead. This is a truck. Because I was driving the expedition that day. But uh, she didn't catch us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yet. I think I hear her car idling out there. I wish I could remember what episode that was that we were about to record. The car. <laughs> it should have been the car. Um, so guys, we did over 200 episodes where we talked about at least one movie, if not two or three, plus the recently watched. So we have watched and talked about at least three to 400 movies. Yeah. Oh, I'd say more than that. Wow. How many, how many recently watched Jolene usually has 15, 20. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, taken to skipping the non-horror ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, um, all that being said, um, I'm going to pass my list over to you in a minute, Will, or, you know. Yeah, let me flip through it again. Yeah, I underlined some... I forgot we were podcasting. (laughs) This is... At all. This is... At all. Yeah. He's going to watch a good movie and we tore him away. Yeah, I was going to watch a movie. What were you going to watch? What was on? Knight Riders. Night Riders. Oh, yes. that's the one that's got the Sean George Connery. A. Romero. Sean Connery wearing yeah. that crazy outfit. No, it's um. No, I don't remember. Ed Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Savini. Oh. Stephen Stephen King's in it at one point. What What's the one where Sean Connery's wearing that weird strappy bikini outfit? Zardos. Is that what it is? Zardos. Mm. Zardos. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's fantastic. Have you seen that one? Uh, no, I've never seen. It's that a one. good movie. I think it's John Borman. Okay, yeah. And apart from the ridiculous, like, cost, costume on him, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. I, I think that would be a good poster. I mean, never mind Burt Reynolds, you know, kind of standing there or lying there half naked from the 70s. This is what you want in male nudity from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sean Cut. In you, a red diaper with suspenders. That's basically what it is. Yeah, listeners. And there's are, a big floating head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want, if you want to, if you want to pause the podcast and Google Sean Connery Zardos, Z A R Z A R D O S, Z A what Z A R D O Z. Yeah. Oh, oh Zardos. Yeah, because uh, I'm not going to give it away. Uh, please, for don't. once, I'm not going to give it away. Please don't. But the spelling. You figure it out in the movie. I've not seen the movie, but I know how it goes. I'm going to print another it's one. It's one of those that sadly wasn't available anywhere. Yeah. And now I'm sure it's everywhere. I could Did probably I get it? it. It was always one of those, like, you saw that picture of Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. And that floating head, and you were like, wow, that looks like a crazy fucking movie. Now, did, did the floating head um, in Rick and Morty at all resemble this? Or have you watched Rick and Morty? 
Uh, I couldn't get into Rick and Morty. I watched the first season and I think I laughed maybe once. Yeah. And the rest of the time just... Uh, man, the Godzilla thing's going off again. <laughs> that's, that's a heavy metal printer you got there. Yeah, it is, man. It just spits the pages out of the floor. I'm, I'm printing a list for Will, for anyone who wonders what's going on here. We'll, we'll cut all this out. No, we won't. <laughs> It'll be seamless. Look, man, I ain't cutting out nothing. We got this far without cutting things out. Except for that kind of racist-sounding stuff that we've said a couple... I'm, I'm kidding. We don't do that. Hold on. I didn't remember any of that. I know I've been sexist. <laughs> there we go. Me, uh, oh, here, here, here. We'll just trade because I've got yeah. a bunch of notes in the margins on Jesus, my copy. It's like 20 pages. <laughs> you think? And it's tiny font. Yeah, it's like 10 or 11 point font. Wow. Let's see. Ele- it's only 11 point. There we go. So. Do you guys want to kick off any recently watched or any I saw a few. thoughts and uh, observations? All I've, all I've seen was uh, a couple more episodes of Harlots. It gets cons- it's getting worse. Worse in uh, what way? The quality or the The situation? quality, the overall quality. Basically, the characters have no more growth because they're TV characters. Um, and the situation has no overarching plot, really. Um, so it, it feels like they're sitting and spinning their wheels. Mm. Uh, if, if they, uh, had more character study, that'd be great. They could have a meandering plot or they could have kind of their sort of stocky characters, uh, stock type characters, uh, have an interesting story to work in. Ideally you'd have both of those, but it's television. You don't want to skip <laughs> all of that. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like, uh, and so I told Eugenia that she could finish it if she wanted. And, uh, that's it. That's all I've watched. That's what's called noping out. Yeah. Nope. No more. Told her also that Peaky Blinders season five was on it. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Enjoy it. Julian, you got a few? Yep. Uh, so ready or not from this year. Hmm. Any good? Yeah, yeah it's re- quite fun. Yeah. Refresh my memory. That. What is ready or not? So uh, she's uh, Samara Weaving plays this woman who's uh, going to marry into this super rich family, uh, which has apparently made its fortune from games. And uh, they started off with uh, you know manufacturing playing cards, and they uh, you know they work their way up to buying sports teams and things like that. Oh, okay. Anyway, there's this super rich New England uh, family, a massive mansion, and she's there for the uh and it's the night before the is the night of the wedding and uh at midnight um they ha- they gather in the games room uh-huh and then she's given this thing which is kind of like this lament configuration sort of deal yeah and uh, it's to select the game that they're going to play and some of them are benign but uh, one of them is hide and seek ooh and she's so they say we're going to count to 100 and you go and hide and uh, if we can't find you before dawn, then you, you've won. But there's something way more sinister going on. I'm getting a crackle. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they're actually hunting. I mean, you know all this from the trailer. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those trailers that you feel like it's you've seen the whole movie. Yeah. You actually haven't because... Oh, a, that's good. Yeah, because at a certain point, 
things change. Okay, good. And good. they, it kind of, she kind of gets away from the hide and seek part of it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's quite fun. It gets really gory. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, that was my fear seeing the trailer. Uh, I don't remember where, what movie we watched, but it was like, oh, mm. that feels like kind of like Maw. They gave away the whole movie, right, right. you know. Um, Without asking if it was okay to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should, you should have like an option on that, right? They should flash spoiler signs before the trailer. <laughs> it's like a choose your own adventure. You know, where you could click, like, give me the trailer that doesn't yeah. tell me everything. Give me the teaser. Like Greta. If anyone's interested in seeing Greta, don't watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. It gives the whole movie away. Um, so Andy McDowell's in it. Um, warning to uh, Ziggy, there's hand violence. Oh. And how. Ooh. There's a couple of, couple of bits of hand violence in it. Mm. Hand some, violence. Yeah. yeah. And uh, may or may not be some supernatural goings on in it. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, check it out. Uh, so, uh, one of my birthday presents was a Blu-ray of a Tarantula. Oh, which looks great. Was that really enjoyed 53? it? Fifty-three. No, it was post. Uh, so then was a big hit. Okay. So they start cranking out big bug movies. Yeah. So Tarantula. 56, I think Fifty-five. I think. Okay. Um, yeah, and I also got Deadly Mantis, which is fifty-seven. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, Torrential looks great. Um, Jack Arnold movie. It's oh, got some fantastic images in it. Mm-hmm. I I love the the spider's face up against the bedroom window. Yeah, and she walks past it oblivious. <laughs> she realizes. I think the second time she goes past it. She's like, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's got some really good stuff in it. Um, and she's looking for a can of Raid. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, so, uh, there's a movie I've, I've been uh, looking for for a while called um, the Italian title is Losessa, and it's also known as the Eerie Midnight Horror Show. Okay. Enter the Devil, the Sexorcist, the Devil Obsession, and the Tormentors. Wow. Huh. It's 1974, directed by uh, Mario Gariazzo, and this is flagellation exploitation. Wow. So, so this is hot on the heels of The Exorcist. Yep. Oh, yeah. So the Where'd, Italian- you f- Where'd you find this? <sighs> this was online somewhere. Oh, okay. Uh, so you've got a typical Catholic family. Uh, Daddy is an architect who doesn't care about mommy and her lover, and they're rose whipping. Uh, their daughter is Danila, who's played by Stella Cantacina. She's an art restoration expert, and she starts having fantasies after she gets hold of a full-size crucifixion statue. Hmm. Which uh, comes to life as uh, a devil played by Ivan Rasimov. It's, it's quite a cool revival nightmare thing. Wow. And um, this is from the golden age of Italian taboo whacking <clears throat> when they're just going for it, you know. <laughs> is this forbidden by the church? Let's do it. Um, so the possessed Danila, uh, she's in bed and she pulls daddy to her and says, Daddy, I've got an idea. He doesn't pull away that fast. <laughs> hmm. It's an Italian movie. Yeah, she's older than uh, Regan in The Exorcist. By okay, the way. Well, at least she, there's she's that. A, she's an adult. Well, yeah, I figured with she was an art restoration expert. Yeah, <laughs> not many children in that. I hope. Yeah, purely crayon art. You know, it's, it's very limited field expertise. Do you find I've got chi- Scotch tape? <laughs> Do you guys find child geniuses annoying? <laughs> I don't. Annoying. I've never met any. Well, I mean, I've seen just them on, the idea. No, I've seen them the on concept. television. 
I just the, I've seen them on television. They seem smug. It's like, look, I don't care. You're still ten. I wonder if that if that's not the way they film those children. It's all because the- I agree. <laughs> but I've never met a real child genius. Yeah, it's all in the so editing. It, it could all be in the editing that they in in real life they're kind of. There's like, oh, that's kind of smart, smart yeah. kid. Yeah. You know, kid's all right. <laughs> but you film him, and you're like, man answers sound make him sound like a little asshole yeah i don't care how well you play the violin so anyway anyway <laughs> anyway so we've got a possessed danila uh so she's uh she's possessed and tries to seduce her dad and um the doctor prescribes a glass of warm milk and some fresh air i kid you not so they take oh a, my God. So the whole family takes a country drive which happens to break down outside of a church of baal and she mm-hmm. has another vision where she gets crucified, and uh, that gets good and nasty. And and then she finds herself back in her bedroom. Hmm. Uh, Daddy calls in uh, four experts, and since these are four Italian experts, they decide that her stigmata is psychosomatic, and they prescribe an exorcism. Okay. Uh, okay. And uh, <clears throat> and then so this is about two thirds of the way through. Once the authority figures get to work, it's pretty standard. Exploitation, yeah. Um, but there's more whipping, <laughs> and the exorcist is, is this uh, fellow called Father Zena, and he comes down from the mountain, and uh, again he lets her seduce him a little too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is that typical hypocrisy? You know, he's a priest, um, so she calls her her father daddy, and she calls this guy father. Yeah. Okay, just checking. And uh, I think the film knows what it's doing because, like, she gets down on her knees in front of him. And hmm. then uh, she's praying, right? Yeah. After after a few seconds, of that he he like turns away, but then it cuts to him on his knees to Jesus. Okay. Like, Ooh, what are they do, trying to say there? Hmm. Um, and he flagellates himself, so it's okay. Okay. Uh, and then he gets whipped again by her, and he dies of it. But then she pukes about two quarts of yogurt, and then she seems okay. Oh, okay. Oh, so happy ending. Sorry, spoiler. Um. All right. Watched, Would you uh, recommend it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> you like Italian? I, I, I was loving all of it. I was like, this sounds fantastic. Like just a great movie. Okay. Although I'm not always thrilled with the Exorcist, total Exorcist ripoffs. Yeah. I find that they're. Antichrist. Kinda... is a good one. Okay, I'll check that one out. Um. Yeah, and then I think there's one called The Chosen, which rips off The Omen. That, that's fun. <laughs> nice. Um, I love the omen. Yeah, uh, I think on who's in that one? Uh, Richard Woodmark, I think, is in that one. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, uh, the picture of Dorian Gray, nineteen seventy-three version, directed by Glenn Jordan. This is one of the uh, uh, TV special movies of the week for ABC, I think. Oh. Uh, produced by Dan Curtis of Dark Shadows fame. Yeah. Uh, along with music by Robert Cobert. And I think he uses the same music in all these because <laughs> it's the you can hear the same cues as their version of uh, Frankenstein as well. Mm. Um, so this is based on the Oscar Wilde novel of eighteen ninety, and um, uh, do you know the yeah you know the basic story right? So it, it's kind of Faust, like the sixteenth century story, mm-hmm. and then Oscar Wilde brings in like uh, you know there's, you've got this like trio of men who've obviously got some relationship going between each other um you've got the satire of uh the gentlemanly class mm-hmm. who who like they 
they love nothing more than you know being all respectable and stuff, and then and then heading down the yeah the dives and you know making use of women and yeah and uh, and then uh, I think I was watching this and I was thinking oh yeah the time he was writing you have all these 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 gentle pe- gentle folk doing that and then there's this massive syphilis outbreak and it killed millions oh. um, you know horribly disfigured and I thought oh yeah that's what he's getting at with this portrait thing oh because it's yeah like this literal you know this decay of this his his portrait in the attic. Oh um, yeah. So in this case, uh, Dorian Gray is played by Shane Bryant, who's in a few Hammer movies like uh, Frankenstein and Spe- Frankenstein the Monster from Hell, um, a couple others. Uh, and the, this he's the muse of this artist who who does this portrait of him, and uh, and then Dorian Gray wishes that he could uh, he'd give anything to stay looking like this forever yes uh, and then there's uh, their friend uh, Lord Henry Watton who seduces Grey into the decadent life and uh, so he ends up uh, you know doing worse and worse things and so you know first he starts off with uh, this is like a TV movie so they call them bar ladies or bar women yeah <laughs> but it's quite surprising how far they go because um, you know uh, this is 1973 American TV and there's obviously like, there's, there's like homosexual text going on and uh, and one of the uh, one of the young bar women thinks that he's come there for her, but he says, "I hear you've got a daughter," and she takes him into this back room. Wow. Um. Then uh, and the, and the portrait in this is painted by uh, uh, I looked it up. Um, uh, painted by John Soley. He did hundreds of movie posters. He did the one for Piranha. Mm, okay. Uh, Soylent Green. Oh yeah. Uh, Star Crash. He, he oh, did man. tons. Um, Having Star Crash flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, have you ever seen that? I don't think I have. Oh, Karen Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an Italian one, isn't it? Uh huh. Isn't her name like Stella Star or something? something. <laughs> Star Star. <laughs> I thought that was actually a pretty good name for. You know, a total Star Wars ripoff character. Right. Oof, that's a bad film. What was uh, Skywalker's original name? He was like Star. Star Killer. Star Killer. Yeah. That's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what I watched. Oh wow. All right. I watched a uh, like an hour and ten minute or hour and five minute. Um, I, I was telling Jolien <laughs> on the way over here that uh, I watched that uh, Jaime Mosan, uh, that journalist from Mexico. I watched that that documentary where he talks about all this really, really solid, really compelling evidence about UFOs. And I reckon what they did was they swept up the cutting room floor and made an extra (laughs) hour of crap and just released it because Mm. none of the stuff that was caught on tape, so to speak, looked any good or believable at all. And I'm thinking, dude, you believe this? Because I don't. I'm looking at it and it's like, this crap looks like Spirit Halloween Store. You know, Ooh. it's just not good. Um, and other than that, I watched some television and some news and stuff like that. But I had a fairly busy weekend and didn't get a chance to really kick back too much. Um, I did, however, um, spend some time last night and just did a little bit of writing. And if you guys don't mind, there's there's just a couple paragraphs I wrote about uh, this first 200 episodes and, and doing this podcast. So what I had to say is there's a lot of value in doing a weekly podcast about something you really care about. 
Although there's the small hitch that the first few episodes of probably any podcast are not going to be your best, um, going back and listening to some random episodes can pleasantly surprise you. Jolien and I were trying to flesh out what uh, some of the themed episodes where there weren't clues in the show notes or enough clues in the pictures of the graphic. Without um, having to listen to the episode. Right. Because so, he wants to do that. <laughs> well, you don't. I know that. You're like the Johnny Depp of the podcast. You're like, no, I, I was there when we filmed it. I don't watch I always that. feel like, yeah, Gene Hackman. You okay, know, like, Gene. <laughs> You're the Gene Hackman. He never watched his movies. He's just like, no. I was there when we filmed them. Yeah. I don't need to watch them. I need to watch it. Um, it was all out of order, and I only watched, was only saw the scenes I was in. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, Will, you're in rare form on Irish Horror Part yeah. 1 and Part 2. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you talked a little about Leprechaun series. Oh, man. One yeah. of my favorites. I need to revisit the Leprechaun series. <laughs> so, I need uh, to get a rule of no leprechauns <laughs> instituted in the house. Yeah, the only way you're going to get that is to start watching them until your wife just looks at you. You could see her head turn around yeah, yeah, in your uh, peripheral vision. Stop, stop watch. Yeah. yeah. How quickly will she say no leprechauns? So I go on to say the movie watching and the research is rewarding in its own way. And that's, of course, getting ready for an episode. The self-imposed rules and deadlines give us a sense of urgency. Knowing what, uh, knowing that we, as we do, that there is an audience out there, uh, it gives a sense of importance to what we're doing. And uh, it's not just us talking into the void, you know, shouting into the middle distance. Um, it, this is me riffing here. This isn't what I wrote. Uh, there's actually something in the back of my mind where I know there are some people out there actually listening, you know, from, uh, from Brazil to Norway to Glen Carbon, Illinois. I mean, there are people listening to us yeah. and it's pretty Shout cool. Shout out to Glen Carbon. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I should pull up the stats, but I won't, uh, cause there's always some city in, in some country that's like, probably one listener who's like, I'm going to listen to all this stuff. And then all of a sudden we got like 17 listens uh-huh. in some town somewhere. Someone uh, from Leeds downloaded all the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that for sure, but I know that Leeds came up really high one time on yeah. the stats. Yeah. And like number two and it had 70 listens or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, that gives a that gives it uh, you know some gravity, some sense of importance uh, in what we're doing. I personally feel like we're here to entertain and inform. Uh, sometimes one more than the other. <laughs> sometimes neither as much as they could be. That's cool though. But the balance does tip back and forth. Same in the movies. And it keeps it interesting, right? I and mean, yeah. just yeah, the quality of the movies and the quality of our show, they, uh, your mileage may vary. Uh, for listeners who don't know, our origin story is that we're three friends who met as co-workers in an art supply store. Now, that would be, uh, doesn't matter that I say the name of the store, it's Meininger Art Supply in Denver, where we live. Um, that place has been in business since 1881, and it's the biggest footprint of an art store. It's the biggest art store west of the Mississippi, bar none, as far as I know. I don't think that's changed. Um, it's the Disneyland of art supplies, and we worked there, and we could tell people what they needed to know about stuff, because we knew. We were dressed as various art-related characters. <laughs> that would Man, be cool. that would have been great. We were allowed to dress kind of like we worked at a hardware store. They didn't care, as long as there weren't any brands on our shirts, other than brands we sold. Yeah. And that's loosened up a lot, I've noticed. Yeah. Um, whenever we had a moment in between customers, we'd talk about movies and comics and art and illustration. And... Later on, after we were all not and working customer there. Customer bingo. Cust- oh, 
if you want, I'll tell about customer bingo. Um, when I found myself daydreaming about starting my own podcast, you know, years after we were not working there anymore, any of us, uh, you two were the, the two that I thought of would be great co-hosts because it would be, um, what I imagined a good mix of personalities and varied backgrounds and different bases of experience. I thought, you know, if something comes up about Italian exploitation movies, I'm not going to know much, but Jolien can just <laughs> tell us what we need to know. <laughs> For example, um, what's it really like to do this? Uh, you know, like we see a movie that's made in New Mexico or, you know, something about a museum. Well, you're going to know more than I do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if something about Chicago, I might know that, uh, something about Seattle or Hawaii. I might know that stuff. Um, but anyway, um, or Idaho. but we, but we do have a lot in common as far as, you know, the stuff we like or dislike. And I thought there'd always be a lot to talk about and plenty of room for some laughs, you know, and that, that again, that, uh, goes back and forth. Sometimes these episodes are funnier than other times and I edit them. So I get to hear all this stuff a second time. And then I do a quality check the next day. I put my earbuds in at work and listen to it as it comes through my phone, downloaded and through my earbuds. Uh, so I can say, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so everyone was on board and we started this 199 episodes ago and or 200. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I've spent about 300 hours (laughs) editing the show and making the graphic and all that kind of stuff. So I'm probably a little more familiar with the kind of stuff we say, but, uh, every celebrity guest I've approached has said yes to an interview or at least a bumper slash intro. And uh, other guests that we've had on that were non-celebrities or a different kind of a celebrity have been awesome and have added a nice dimension to the episodes that they were on. Uh, None of us can know what the future will bring, but as long as it's still fun or at least a nice escape, I imagine we'll keep doing this. So with all that, um, I did... Until it stops being profitable. (laughs) Until... until, (laughs) Yeah. I spend, I think, 15 bucks a month having... uh, soundcloud host us and that's it oh okay and gas money to just drive around um and i feel like that's not bad you know people are like oh well my hobby is dot 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 and then they tell you the thing they do and it's like well that sounds expensive Mm. well you know i'd say the between some gas money and you know 15 bucks for soundcloud that's not bad yeah uh anyway um i did write down um, some nice surprises as far as movies that we watched, some things that I liked, um, some startlingly bad movies that popped up, and then a few things I learned along the way. Okay. I'll skip the bad ones because I thought if I start getting into that, it was going to get mean. <laughs> so we'd be into the third hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, let's it's just so, rehash the Three from well, Hell episode. We've already said bad things about the bad yeah. stuff. You know, I don't need to. And our listeners would be like, the English guy sounded so nice on the other episodes, and then on this one, he's just mean. But, uh, well, did you did you want to kick it off, Jillian, or Will, either of you, about some stuff that you liked that we did along the way? Well, I, I, I don't I, remember watching half of these movies. <laughs> you know, that's the funny thing, is I look at some of the titles, I'm like, what was that one again? What? Yeah. I, I did categories when I went through the list. Uh and uh, the shortest one is um, uh, Thanks for Choosing, 
there's these films I wouldn't have chosen. I, you know, that passed me by. I wasn't bothered watching. Right. And then because you chose them, and I had to watch them for this. Uh, and I've, I found a couple of really good movies. I really, really love them. Well, what were they? Uh, so Train to Busan is an obvious one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, a zombie movie. Great. Uh, and then the other one was uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was, both, it was fantastic. Both fantastic, yeah. yeah. There's a uh, Japanese zombie film I've not seen yet oh, called One Cut of the Dead yeah. that I've heard is fantastic. Yeah. So I think it might be on Prime. It's on Shudder. Oh, Shudder. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Wow. We might have to do that for an episode. That sounds like a good idea. I also still want to see The Lighthouse. And Sexcula. I couldn't find that. Did yeah. you say that was on Tubi? I thought it was on Tubi. Yeah, I looked for that darn thing. Yeah. Where did you see it? I don't remember where I saw it. I just know I saw oh. it. I wrote it down. I want to say it was Tubi. I could Maybe it was Hulu. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get Hulu. Will, don't you have an app somewhere like where to find yeah, something? Yeah, I'll, I'll check it there. I just went to Tubi because you had said Tubi and... It just wasn't there. It was, there was nothing there. Oh. Yeah, what I found there was like uh, sexy... Sex Squatch. Sex Squatch? Sex Squatch. Oh, man. It's awful. We should do oh, a... I, really? I, it's so bad. That is surprising. <laughs> uh, it, I'm, I'm saying awful as an unwatchably awful. Oh, and wow. We made about two minutes, and it was like this home movie. It's just... Uh, it's just that bad. So is it as bad as that stupid Thanksgiving turkey one? Um, what's the name of that? Blood oh, Freak? No. No, uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Is it as bad as something like that? I don't think they put that much effort into it. Okay. Wow. So even worse. Wow. Sex Squatch. <clears throat> Next episode. So things that start with sex. <laughs> Watch the no, whole I'm thing. No, Wait, no. Movies that start with the word sex or end with... Squatch, Cula, or 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 Squatch. So you got Rockula and Sexcula. Uh, well, I, I watched Sex Assist this week. So, oh yeah, oh. there's that. Uh, go on. Uh, any other? Any others? Uh, uh, those are the two that. Those stood, are two fantastic. They stood out to me as, as movies that I would have passed by if it wasn't for you. Oh, awesome! Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, there were some that we did for the show, and and I would say. Ones that I set kind of the same category uh, in my own different way. Uh, Messiah of Evil was one mm. that I may not have gotten around to watching if it weren't for, we were looking for women directors. We, I think it was Women in Horror Month. And Messiah of Evil, um, written and directed by a couple, uh, Willard Huck or Hayuk and Gloria Katz, who also directed Howard the Duck, which doesn't tell you much. <laughs> Um, but they produced screenplays for American Graffiti and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, Messiah of Evil, 1973 movie, was a really nice find. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. And uh, maybe I've heard it mentioned, but never watched it. And it was, I don't remember how it was chosen for the show, but I was very happy with it. And near I, Dark near, for me. Yeah, that's I actually never on my list even also. heard of it. It came, okay. Which is... Still surprising to me because it's so good and because I watched so many, so many movies at that point. Yeah, and especially horror no. movies. And, and well, horror movies, yeah, in particular. The reason I heard that most of us hadn't seen it in the year it came out or around the time it came out. It was Lost Boys. Because Lost Boys came out at the, just before this and okay. there was some shakeup at the studio. And I don't remember which studio released this one, but uh, 
I guess the guy who stepped into the executive position basically said, oh, they got that vampire movie over there at the other studio. Let's just uh, release the thing. And basically they pulled all the funding to promote it. Yeah. Now that one was um, also, this is interesting. This is, I'm going to skip over to the, some things I learned along the way. So that was written by Eric Red and Catherine Bigelow, who was also the director. One of the things I learned along the way is that all the stuff I really liked in this, in the list, most of them were written and directed by one person or that person co-wrote and directed the movie. So yeah, there's something about that auteur thing. So, uh, and, and as we go along, I'll, I'll mention some of them, but, um, what was your other category, Julian? Uh, the other one was, um, researching films for this, uh, and I came to appreciate them more. Oh, good. Having to look at them carefully again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, and, or, uh, we did a show where, uh, we had a guest or one of you had done research in the movie and I've, and you said things about it and made me see it in new ways. Yeah. And I thought, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so I ended up liking things more. Um, so in, in terms of like, uh, hearing, um, you know, people contributing, uh, what they knew about subject, um, Eugenia's voodoo special. Oh yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, the walking dead, versus luke episode oh yes oh that was a good one yeah we learned a lot about explosives from luke (laughs) for listeners who haven't listened to it was i I think i called it the walking undead versus luke um yeah he's an explosives expert green beret uh former green beret but you're never a former green beret um i just saw him last week and uh he's doing really well he's 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 a good dude uh, and then the, uh, the uh, listening to the Irish horror one, with, I mean, <laughs> apart from Will being on top form on that one. Oh man, I'm going to have uh, to listen to this. Also, uh, Richard brought his knowledge of um, St. Paddy's Day, not St. Patty's, <laughs> St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. Uh, especially as it's uh, as it's wrought in Chicago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that one was, re- was really good. And then in terms of uh, researching films, so uh, uh, Tenebrae. Um, and the Suspiria remake, uh, oh, yeah. I, I found new levels in those. Um, and then, uh, and then surprisingly, uh, Psycho having to watch that again, yeah. because that's just one of those films you think, oh, I've seen it. Oh yeah. Isn't it? I've seen it enough. I know everything. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's fascinating. And every time I watch it, it's, it's just something new. Yeah. I find the same thing with, uh, with, uh, rear window. Mm-hmm. watching this like, oh, yeah. oh there's always some little detail that stands out yeah there's, they're the they're, you know those films that every time a new format upgraded format comes out you want to get it because it's there's something it's, you'll oh. see something new it's a new experience yeah i wish they'd put those back on the big screen oh yeah oh yeah they, they do uh, hitchcock <clears throat> revival sometimes yeah around town yeah there is i saw rear window once and it was it was fantastic it was mm-hmm. like being in in an apartment yourself at that beginning when they show everybody oh, yeah. in their apartment, that whole montage of, uh-huh. you know, the drifting past windows. When you were a kid, did you wonder if colors were just more vivid back in those days? <laughs> Cause Technicolor oh, is so gorgeous. Yeah. Oh man. Man, the look of Technicolor is just a, like a dream state all its own. Right. I love it so much. Yeah. I went to see like, uh, North by Northwest. And oh man. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. One of my favorites. Yeah. Or if you look up Kodachrome photos from the 40s. Oh, yeah. And you think nothing was in color then. And you see those 
photos they're just the color is fantastic yeah the uh the the chemistry to develop um, kodachrome film was patented and only kodak could do it so that do you guys remember me telling you about the elvis slides that my sister found yeah yeah she bought a um she was doing some buying and selling of antiques and she bought this end table and there was a box of slides in it and she calls me up because i worked in photo labs for years and i was always the photographer in the family my sister calls me up and says hey is it safe to put these near a light bulb to see what's on the slides and i said yeah if you don't get too close as to melt the thing go ahead um otherwise you, you know there's other ways to view them hold them up to the sun or whatever and look at them um, I said, well, what, what you got? And she said, well, I got this yellow box that says Kodachrome on it. And someone wrote in ballpoint pen Elvis on it. It was in with a bunch of old people stuff in the drawer of this end table I bought. And I said, oh, cool, cool. And, uh, so do they look like Elvis? And she goes, well, it's a concert and it looks like Elvis from what I could see. And I said, so Kodachrome, huh? Look at the date on it. Cause it should have a date on it because they stamped the date into every slide. Mm -hmm. And it was one of his last concerts. Like he, had, he only had like a couple to go before he died. It was that last tour and it was in Chicago. And so I told her what you have there might be valuable. Cause we're coming up <laughs> what the 40th anniversary of his death or something like that. And, uh, I said, you know, they have specific rock and roll auctions. And she did a little searching around and she found that there was an Elvis specific rock and roll auction. Mm -hmm. And she uh, gets a hold of this guy and he said, I noticed the area code pop up. And he goes, are you in the Chicago area? And turns out, although the, the, um, the auction was based in Memphis or someplace, uh, he actually was located in Chicago and he met up with her and uh, the slides went to auction and she got 2,500 bucks for them. Wow. For a $20 nightstand. <laughs> I'm pretty confident the people who sold that nightstand have no idea what they sold and will never hear this podcast. <laughs> so there's that. That's much better than my neighbor who found some Polaroids someone took of Elvis in Hawaii on the TV. <laughs> That's cool. Though. And they had pasted them into a book. I think it was like two pages, so it was probably 12 maybe photos of Elvis basically somebody's TV and if you really looked, you could tell, oh, I think that's Elvis in some of the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a Bigfoot sighting of Elvis. Yeah. It was oh like, God. oh, what people did before <clears throat> they had, uh, they had VCRs. Yeah. Or whatever has come since. Uh, man. Anyway. Yeah. Kodachrome. And, uh, yeah, that's, it's vivid. It's beautiful. Buy that stuff and look at it. Why not? Oh, uh, so what it was? What was the next on your that list? Was, that was it. That, that was, was my, it for that list. Okay. My categories. Ah, well, um, the nice surprises or, or, or things that just turned out to be really good that we watched for the show, um, the witch, mm, yes. um, which I heard someone describe as a slow burn just the other night uh, at a party, and uh, the neighbor around the corner had a his annual Christmas party, and he invites all the neighbors who who he digs and. Uh, of course, as soon as someone finds out that you're into horror movies and they're also into them, there's a conversation and other people join in. And somebody said something about the witch being a slow burn. And I said, watch it again. You're into the action like in five minutes, yeah. maybe eight <clears throat> minutes. And it opens with someone grinding up a baby. 
<laughs> well, not exactly. It's on fire from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it gets to it eventually. Um, uh, that's a 2015 movie directed and written by Robert Eggers. Yes. Uh, Under the Skin. Um, that was directed Fantastic. by Jonathan Glazer. Screenplay by Walter Campbell and Jonathan Glazer, who also directed Sexy Beast. Uh, Under the Skin was great. And it was based on, um, I think it was based on a novel, like a, sh- a small novel. Yeah. I'm not sure about that, but. Uh, no, yeah, it was based on a novel. I believe Ex Machina or a was too. Yeah. Um, it follows, written, oh. and, written and directed by Robert Mitchell. And I didn't think of this going into this. I just, I just put highlighter through the ones I thought kind of stood out mm-hmm. to me. Um, it follows was great. And Jolene, I think you put it best when you said like that world really reminded you of Haddonfield and that's the yeah. kind of place you just want to live there. <laughs> and yeah, it's that it's, it just that idyllic, uh, suburban life and it, and it just looks and feels a certain way. Um, near dark. We talked about that earlier. Um, Catherine Bigelow was, uh, you know, just getting started directing. And James Cameron was like, oh, yeah, you want my cast from Aliens? Go ahead. <laughs> so that was great. Um, let's see, Ex Machina, we talked about that, being written and directed by Alex Garland. Um, Troll Hunter 2010, mm. that oh, was yeah. so cool, right? Yeah. Written and directed by Andre Overdahl. Yeah. O- Overdahl. 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 O-V-R-E-D-A-L. Yeah, he's going to appear on here a few times. Yeah, this guy is great. Um, Messiah of Evil we talked about already. And so those were some of them on my list, but one that really stands out, The Battery. Okay, The Battery, made for $6,000. Better than some stuff we've seen that costs $6 million or $60 million. Um, We're looking at you, Mummy 2017. Um which I think I I think I spotted the episode where Is that on here? It's <laughs> we, we it's been struck out. We struck it out of your copy. I hope so. <laughs> um and then there were some startlingly bad movies. Did you guys uh oh, yeah. did you did you make any lists of those? <laughs> no. no. I just wrote three from hell on a note card. <laughs> on a note card. Oh, yeah, just typed it over and over. And then you underlined <laughs> it several times. Uh-huh. Three from hell. It's <clears throat> the worst movie well, we've ever watched. Robot Monster was terrible, but there's some charm in how laughably bad it is. And yeah, Robot Monster is better than Three from Hell. Oh, wow. A phone number that looks a lot like mine is calling me. Maybe I should answer it. <laughs> Dicks. Sorry about that. Um, Robot Monster was just bad, but, you know, it's it's pretty unwatchable as far as, like, if you know how bad it is and you're not just, like, getting really high and watching it with some people who are going to laugh at it. It just isn't really good to, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I see something new every time I watch robot monster, but different rocks in Bronson Canyon, Uh that lady standing there, a kind of off screen, watching them film just (laughs) slightly off. Well, she's on screen, but yeah, she's almost out of frame, but almost out of frame. Yeah. Do you remember, um, the ruins? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The one with the, uh, with the killer plants. Yes, on the pyramid in Mexico. Yeah, that one's bad. I really, I didn't like that one at all. Um, no. Do you remember Night of the Wild? Yes. I didn't see that one. Yeah, you missed that episode. Oh, yeah. Um, 
That's where that's where meteors change dogs into killers. Although they're <laughs> they're smiling and wagging their tails the whole time. Oh my god! Uh, Rob Morrow uh, doing a drive-by appearance in a movie. The guy from uh, Northern Exposure. Yes, Doctor Fleischman. <laughs> yeah. Not even at the end. Just just some guy in a shirt. Kind of looked like him. Um, Another one that I kind of put in the same category uh, 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 as Robot Monster is just being so incompetently bad. Manos, The Hands of Fate. Yeah. 1966. I think Manos is even worse than Robot Monster. (laughs) Number 58. Jason X. Number 61. Now, Jason X is one of those that we have some disagreement on because Will does not like that one. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that one works for me. Um, Such a ripoff of Leprechaun in space. It really is, isn't it? (laughs) Toxic Avenger just doesn't hold up for me. Mm -hmm. No. You know, all the gags don't really work. All the shock stuff doesn't really work anymore. But that was in 1984 that they came up with this. So it just doesn't age into, you know, being... It's the problem with most traumas. Yeah. Is there, I don't know. If it weren't for Time Bananas, the movie Triangle from 2009, it has has a few moments that, if you remember, like all the copies of that woman that were dead and stacked up. Yeah, that was a good image. A few moments like that work, but otherwise the movie doesn't. Um, No. But Cult of Chucky. Oh, number 104. The Mummy. Well, that was next on my list. Uh, the Mummy 2017, or as we've dubbed it, Fuck Mummy 2017. That that was an exclamation I made, and, and we kept bringing the movie up. <laughs> we've and, talked about that a lot. Yeah. It's the new uh, beautiful entrails for me. Yeah. I think it was the uh, the episode that you and I did where we talked about Coherence and House of the Devil. And I think Jolien wasn't available yeah. for that episode. And I think that's the episode where I went, fuck Mummy 2017. <laughs> and then after that, we started just calling it Fuck Mummy 2017. Yeah, <laughs> Japanese Extreme was episode 48. And that's when uh, I introduced you guys to uh, Entrails of a Beautiful Woman. Yeah. Yes. Which and, scarred and me in a lot of ways. me ever since. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> every yeah. time you look at a large piece of fruit. Every, every morning I have coffee. <laughs> In my mug that has images from the movie <laughs> That's right. on it. Yeah, that was your Christmas present. Uh-huh. It, it has a penis monster and the and the uh, and, and the, the, the poster. Poster, out. yeah. It stands out at the breakfast counter with his cereal and grinding up a baby. <laughs> and I have my wheels mug too. That's when I want a lot of coffee. So there's some things I learned along the way. It's a short list. I'll read this to you guys. Um, writers slash directors or auteurs really make better films. Uh, it's fun talking about movies with uh, friends. What about Rob Zombie? Well, you know, <laughs> we may disagree on Three from Hell, but uh, I've I know that retroactively <laughs> struck out everything he's made. What, what happened? I listened back to uh, I think I think he's on the Irish Horror. One where uh, I was talking about one of his previous movies, and I said, I'm not going to watch another one of his again unless you guys recommend it. And then we had to watch Three from Hell. (laughs) I think it was 31. (coughs) I'd just seen 31. Uh, Yeah. That was it. You were done. And I said, Yeah, yeah, I'm done with him unless you guys say, Oh, this one's really good. Yeah. Well, we went into Three from Hell without having watched it. The thing with Three from Hell that's still open 
is that we didn't like it and then you, Richard, I said, was, said uh, <laughs> you really liked it and then we asked you what was good about it. What was entertaining? Not I, said I, was, I said I was entertained by it. Okay, okay. but you and couldn't tell us why. I couldn't tell you why. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it's fun talking about movies with friends. Um, uh, Will makes our episodes better when the movie sucks. Yes. <laughs> And the horror genre is really different from other genres or sub-genres of film. Right. And the fans are super loyal and enthusiastic, which I've learned from doing a lot of conventions, uh, selling my art at conventions. Um, When I I was writing for Sam Hain, I'd cover the the shows, you know, the the weekender shows at the Scala. You'd be in line for a a few hours for those things. Yeah. And and I, I learned really fast that, Whatever the movie is, it's the favorite of somebody. Yeah, and yeah. And they'll defend it. And it's really interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, that's right. You like it. It's cool. But um, these movies challenge your emotions and your imagination. And, that's, and I think that's what makes people so crazy about them. And it just takes you somewhere that even fantasy movies don't. You know, I think horror just takes you to a place where you have to you know, face mortality or just abject terror, you Mm -hmm. know, and and that's not something that, uh, you know, a Pegasus is going to do for you. (laughs) Unless it shoots laser beams out of its eyes. If I was actually riding on Pegasus. I'd be pretty scared. I had had a Gorgon in one hand and I was facing a a huge sea monster. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be pretty terrifying. Yeah, it'd probably be terrifying. (laughs) Um, Actually, I flipped my page over because I thought I was done, but there's more movies. uh, There's a, there's more movies that I really enjoyed that we covered. Uh, which included um, something I had maybe seen but had completely forgotten, but I think maybe I didn't see, was Night of the Demons, 1988. And um, not just because of Linnea Quigley and the other woman in it, but because the movie actually did some interesting stuff for yeah. 1988. A Dark Song. Do you remember this one? That was yes. the, about the uh, the Crowley spell that the woman uh-huh. hires a magician to do. Yeah, uh, I like that one. 2016, that's a really good one. Uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. That surprised me. Mm-hmm. That was actually really good. Um, Brian Cox was in that one. Um, it was just just good. Blood Rage. Will, this one. Yes. 1987, but it was shot in 1983. Um, so it got <laughs> you sh- mean Slasher? Slasher, yes. It was going to be called Slasher, but um, most people know it as Blood Rage. That one, it isn't objectively good. No, but it's bad. Something, it's a bad film. Something works about it as a bad film, though. The mom. If the mom character wasn't in it, it'd be completely forgettable. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Uh, Coherence. That was a good low-budget movie. That's that like the battery. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, well done, you know, super cheapy film. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. It it uh, it did a lot with no budget to speak of, and uh, people who, for the most part, were just kind of given an outline of what they were going to talk <clears throat> about and a couple of you know bullet points of some things that had to happen. And otherwise, they're like, just talk, just just your- ad lib it, yeah, ad lib it, be yourselves. And um, and yeah, it's kind of interesting if you read up, or I'm sure we brought it up on the episode, but uh, if you read up on the making of that, how the the right the director had ideas of where the movie would go yeah and the people wouldn't go that way and he'd have to like try to coax them into going the way he had <laughs> had planned 
But it, it worked. It worked in that film, you know? Yeah. It reminded me of, or rather, Us reminded me of that film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, just the doppelgangers, I guess. But, yeah. But yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a really good one that I don't think I would have picked otherwise. Yeah, it was... It was a lucky find as far as I was concerned. Yeah, this show has really, you know, it's gotten me back into horror movies because I had stopped with the hostels and the... Yeah. You know, it seemed like torture porn was really big and before that it was just, you know... Everything was a cash grab. Everything was, uh, yeah, it was another, like, kind of scream knockoff or I know what you did last Mm. summer. And they were okay the first couple, you know maybe the first movie of each of those series, but uh, they keep going back to the well. Yeah. And, and you then, just can't do that, man. Yeah. And then it got into kind of torture porn and it just, I don't know. It felt like horror was kind of done as a, as a genre for a while. And then yeah. thankfully, you know, you got me back into horror and I've seen some fantastic films. It's been great. Mother's day. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like house of the devil. But I did, as I remember. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I felt that it was trying a little too hard to be 80s. Right. And then it just ended up feeling like a movie you'd already seen. Yeah, it's it. I could see where it would feel like an 80s love letter. Uh, but that was uh, written and directed by Ty West. Um, the Ritual, the one where the guys go out on their, yeah. on their hike. and I like the monster in that mm-hmm. one a lot. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a that good... That was probably the best monster I've seen. Yeah, out a, of all these episodes. It was essentially a Wendigo, I guess. Yeah, kind no, of it was a Scandinavian Wendigo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forget what those are called, but yeah. It was the Scandinavian one of those. Um Only Lovers Left Alive. And that mm. would would have gotten to this one no matter what, because it's a Jim Jarmusch film. And uh I will I will go through and watch all of his movies. Uh I think I have so far seen everything he's done. So that one was going to happen anyway, but uh, we did watch it for the show, and and I, that was a 2016 movie, and that was really good. Yeah, um, it was batshit crazy, but we watched Mandy. Yes, and I I, I feel like I dreamed having gone and seen it. <laughs> yeah, that was like an experience. The, yeah, the, the, I've not seen it. I I don't. I'm not. Um, you don't want to spoil it by seeing it again. It's so perfect as. A theatrical experience that I know that if I saw it on a small screen without that surround sound and that atmosphere, yeah, uh, it would be disappointing. Yeah, it, and that was another one of those. Uh, uh, to backtrack, um, only lovers left alive, written and directed by Jim Jarmusch. Mandy was uh, directed screenplay and story by Panos Cosmatos, and then. Um, Terrified, also yeah. known as Atarados, twenty seventeen, written and directed by Demian Rugna. That one was so spooky and mm-hmm. so good. I, I actually recommended this to somebody at the party the other night who we were talking about spooky movies, and uh, that was one that I said you may not have even heard of it, but it is so good. Yeah. And then uh, Hereditary, um, yeah. written and directed by Ari Aster. So there yeah. we are. A lot have, of th- have you seen uh, Midsummer yet? Not yet, but that is on you the, need to watch that. That is on the list of. I really liked that one. I think I may have liked it even more, even though, on some level, it was so predictable. But just man, I like that movie a lot. Sometimes predictable isn't the worst thing a movie can do. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. So, uh, Will, does anything jump out from the list as far as like? 
especially bad or especially good? <clears throat> Actually, one that I uh, I really liked and I don't think I would have watched uh, was Personal Shopper. Yeah. yeah. And that's a movie that I've watched a couple times now. And uh, I don't know. I'm really, really impressed with that movie. I still yeah. haven't found it. I, oh, yeah, I, that's right. Because I got it on Blu-ray because I really liked it. <laughs> and I and bought it and it disappeared. Oh, no. <laughs> like ghosted away. I will check again because I don't <laughs> think I borrowed that one because it was on Prime. Yeah. And, uh, but I'll double check on that. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, yeah, like you were saying with the writer-directors, Jordan Peele was obvious one. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Alex Overold and... Yeah. How did I not write Get Out on this list, damn it? Get Out was good. Because we did do good. that one. I know we did that one. Although it seems to me that the the mood on us has shifted. Really? I mean, if you look online, people are online. picking out the nonsense, you know. Oh, come on. There, yeah. The, the, the people are too literal. So this is the movie you're going to pick apart, huh, people? Yeah. Uh, you know, they're not... To, Bring it up again, but bring I, up uh, Messiah of Evil was yeah. a fantastic failure. Yeah. It's a really interesting movie to watch, not just because it's interesting, it has great characters and great shots, but because it doesn't quite come together because it was a troubled production. That's, right. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. I can think of a few films on the list where, which have got a lot of praise and were really successful at the box office and I just not... Mm. Keenan, I'm, I'm not talking about the mummy, <laughs> but um, yeah, like uh, Shape of Water. Just like all, yeah, all of us came out of that. Like, oh, that is one. Yeah, that is one that I'm. I think I said it on the show. I was glad it was made, but I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I would have made a different film. I, you know, I felt that it was way too. I think you put it perfectly. He was trying to. Uh, oh. Uh, I don't remember quite how you phrase it, but like writing poetry like a math problem or something. He was, uh, <laughs> Does that sound like something you'd say? <laughs> I don't understand it. Uh, he was trying to be poetic, but at the same time, too, he was... Uh, I don't quite remember how you phrased it, but... Uh, <clears throat> yeah. All right, I'll have to listen to that again. It's not a, it's not said, a good one. See if I said something smart. Episode, you did. Episode 112. That was the episode I said something smart, everybody. Oh, cool, The cool. Shape oh, yeah. of Water, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all right. Um, <laughs> I had one of those episodes somewhere. I'll have to listen to that again. And Halloween, the, the reboot of that. Mm. That didn't work for you at all, no. did it? The 2018 one? Yeah, it just seemed to settle. Yeah, I'm not. It's like, that's why I said no more Halloweens. <laughs> it's just oh, like, that's... Man, really? Yeah, it's I'm done with Halloween. I'd rather watch, you know, Black Christmas again. Or yeah, I, I watched it again with Emily in, on uh, on video, and it was uh, I enjoyed it a bit better. But you know, going to see it at the theater and it's just like, yeah, your anticipation is so high on something like that. It's it's hard it's hard for them to meet it. But when they're doing so much fan service, and in fact, yeah. I've got the uh, fan service checklist that jo that Johnny wrote down. My nephew Johnny, <laughs> yeah, and it's several. It's at fifteen, two pages, twenty items long. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I just thought, oh, 
great, it's as good as Halloween 4. (laughs) That's how high you're aiming. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Halloween 4 was no Halloween 3, I'll tell you, man. Yeah, Yeah. I I enjoyed it well enough. I like the the women ganging up at the end. Yeah, yeah, there was some good stuff about it. Yeah, there was some good stuff in there. But not enough. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like the, the 1978 Halloween wasn't a completely unflawed movie. Because there, sure. there were some things that but, were... Yeah, you're, you're, but you're, you're taking all that that's come before, right. decades later, with much more money. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all we can do. And everything we've learned from everything in, in the four decades since, or I think it's been four decades. Yeah, there there's... Plenty of reasons it should have been better, and plenty of ways in which it could have been better. But um, I will still go see a Michael Myers movie. You know, maybe may a Mike Myers movie too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Michael was, Myers. Okay. Yeah. When's he going to come I out? I thought with you thought Mike Myers. No, that, I was thinking of the Love Guru. <laughs> what was the uh, What was the movie um, Baby Driver? Did, oh, you yeah. see, did you guys see I Baby? never saw Baby Driver. Yeah. Oh, it's great because the the one guy says, you know, when we go to do this heist, I want you to buy however many guys there are, five of them. Go buy five Michael Myers masks. And they get in the van and they're going to go do this this uh, robbery, this, this like they're going to knock over like an armored car or bank or something. And uh, they all go to put on their Michael Myers masks and they're all like uh, Austin Powers masks. <laughs> the guy totally didn't understand what he meant when he said Michael Myers <laughs> That's good. Silly, all the big goofy grinning uh, Austin Powers masks. It was good. That 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 scene just made me laugh so hard when they pulled the masks on and they're all looking at each other with the big goofy grins. <laughs> Sorry for the spoiler on that one, Will. It's all right. Yeah, not like you've never spoiled anything. <laughs> I don't mind if you spoil movies. Oh, okay. Uh, so what else is on that list? Um, There's a lot of things that are already liked. Yeah, there's, that's probably a long list in itself, isn't yeah. it? Stuff that you just enjoyed watching again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I've mentioned the ones that you know I already like, but I saw them in new ways, having researched them. Yeah, and then the ones that I didn't like that much, that having done the episode with you, I like more. Okay, G- they gain a little value of some sort. Yeah, I have a question here. Yeah. Uh, number 55, we have Halloween 2 and Halloween 2, but we, we already watched Halloween versus Halloween Part 2. Okay, let's see. What exactly happened so the there? The very early episodes, we had Halloween versus Halloween Part 1. Yes. And then Halloween versus Halloween Part 2. So I think I was comparing... Oh, maybe it was a two-parter episode? Yeah. And then we watched Halloween 2 and Halloween 2. Yeah. Yes. Which would have been the... Original and the Rob Zombie. Okay, yeah, yeah. That makes so, sense. so that was the follow up to episodes three and four. Yeah. Except for we were so professional by then that we were able to, you know, <laughs> squeeze it into an hour. Yeah. Or an hour and a half or however long. Yeah. I, I blank most of these out, these movies. Do you remember watching, um, oh, where did it go? Uh, there was a Yeti movie that you watched. Oh, God. Snow uh, Beast. Snow Beast? Yeah. Oh, Snow Beast is... I, uh, I so want to see that. At the, uh, uh, bring the box set. I think I still have Jolien's box set mm. that has Snow Beast on it. Yep. Oh, cool. And there's some other uh, other Bigfoot movies on there. Yeah, Shriek of the Mutilated. Shriek of the Mutilated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, let's have a 15-year-old boy make up our movie title. There should be like a 15-year-old boy movie title generator. Yeah. Some algorithm. Shriek of the Mutilated. That's a good band name. Secret Mutilator Wars. Mm. Um, but what would they play? Soft pop? <laughs> yeah, basically. Shriek of the Mutilated. Uh, yeah. Rewatch Redemption. That was a good one. And so maybe we could do a rewatch Redemption, Will, where you go back and take one of these you really hated. Well, I gave him a copy of The Mummy, and he still hasn't seen it. I know. How about Phantasm Ravager? Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you don't want to see Phantasm? Oh, oh, man. That was a a terrible one. Uh, what about the remake of Pet Cemetery? Or I'm sh- yeah, that was another one that was like, uh, hmm. That one was a uh, copyright holding filler movie, I believe. Is it? That's what it felt like to me. Like, oh, we, you know, the copyright expires this year. We got to crank out a film. And- I don't understand how that law works. So if you own the rights to something, mm-hmm. you have it for a period of time. And you, yeah, they- and you don't do anything with it. Then, then, it, then it can lapse. And then what? It's it up goes for, back it, to whoever sold so. it to you. So is it like a puck drop at a hockey game? where you know, I wouldn't know that. That's sports stuff. Okay. Oh, you know the part where they throw the, the, the that's, soccer that's, ball up in the air? That's one of those games where a bunch of millionaires take a small object and move it to the other side of a field. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, kind of. So like, like the, uh, the Corman version of Fantastic Four was made. Because they were running out of the having the rights and it, they wanted to crack out a movie, yeah. so without telling the people who are actually in the movie, they just whipped out this cheapo flick. Mm, yeah, which was never supposed to be released. Uh, which Unlike is, which is still the best fantastic movie. For yeah, movie. it is. <laughs> so how does it work? Does the first person who pounces on it makes a Fantastic Four movie is the one who gets the copyright now? No, you no. would buy it from the company. Like, Marvel would sell you the Fantastic Four. Yeah. You would have, so we'll that, just say, five years to make a Fantastic Four film. Mm-hmm. If you don't finish the film by in five years, the rights revert back to Marvel. And then they can sell it to whomever they want. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, it's not, so it's not up for grabs because... If they want to use their discretion, the copyright owners of something could say, no, we're just going to sit on this for five more years and nobody makes anything. Yeah. We're looking at you, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. So. <laughs> we well, that's a copyright dispute there of who owns what character. Yeah. That's, that's so right. That's like uh, someone owns Jason, someone owns the Friday the 13th franchise. Yeah. Right. Like, I believe what has happened with Chucky now is that they've got Chucky and they call Chucky Chucky movies, and now they have uh, Child's Child Play, Play, the remake, and I think that's probably to hold on to some copyright. Right. Um, Whereas whoever made Chucky still owns Chucky, but doesn't own the title Child's Play. Right. Okay. No, Which I think, I think is for the best for Child's Play, cause, or Chucky, because they just get better and better. Yeah. Every one of these movies is better than the previous one. Yeah. So... That's one, that's a franchise where there's that same, I forget his name, but he is the same guy who's done all those. Yeah, and he's he tries new things each time. Yeah, and he's like, this might not work, but you know, it's mine. I liked Cult of Chucky. Yeah, yeah, Cult of Chucky was fantastic. Yeah, that's one of the best kills. Yeah, I've ever seen. 
Which kill did you like in that when one? When the glass, he knocks the oxygen tank and it shoots through the skylight and a giant piece of glass comes down and slices the lady's head clean off. Oh, wow. And I forgot it, about that. It's so jallowy. Oh, that's so good. It's, it's like a, I don't know, a Dario Argento Suspiria opening kind of That's thing. great. So, um, as far as the the Wintry Three and the Christmas Extravaganza episodes, um, were there? That's a nice sounding car out there. Were there any episodes that that um, that really just sort of turned you on to some new movies as far as like Wintry or Christmassy movies? And for example, um, I think the first time we did Wintry Horror before we started calling it the Wintry Three, we did Thirty Days of Night. Dead Snow and The Shining. We had all seen The Shining. Had you guys seen Thirty Days of Night or Dead Snow at that time? I had seen both of the. Well, no, no, no. I had seen Dead Snow. I had not seen Thirty Days of Night, but I had read the comic. Yeah, now that one I had not read the comic, but I and just, I don't know that I've read all of the comic, but I know I read an issue at least. Or and that was a roll of the dice for me when I watched it the first time. I could have easily said, this is going to be stupid, and not watched it. But I really like 30 Days Turned of Night. Turned out it was stupid. <laughs> in spite of having Josh Hartnett in it, it's actually a pretty good movie. He's not bad. No, he's not. Um, and that, that Who's that director again? Uh, we just Alex Overfield. Is that who that was? That did oh, 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 thir- that, that directed I don't know thirty days. Thirty days and because uh, we just we just covered um, that anthology, um, the Nightmare Cinema. Yeah, and he was one of the directors in it. Right. Uh, was it David Stone? I don't know. I feel like it was a ferner. A ferner. <laughs> one of them ferners. Um, no, I have no idea who that was. I'm drawing a. Well, it's not that I don't have an idea. I'm drawing a blank uh, on who the director was. Well, but uh, if, uh, for this Christmas, I mean, we need to get Ziggy back. Yes. Um, also, uh, I really recommend uh, Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, yes. Okay. Nice. Uh, I should check it out. And I'm going to try and find a, a Christmassy horror movie that I've not seen before. Yeah. And And a good one. <laughs> well, because I, I I know where to find the bad ones. Yeah, because <laughs> there's many a Krampus and Killer Santa. Oh man, uh, thing terrible uh, anthologies. Online, but um, I, I'm going to try and find a good one. We should do some uh, some of those uh, second rate Krampuses. We should call it counterfeit Krampus, and we could spell counterfeit with a K. Ooh, yeah, but you, not you actually watch the films. I've seen them. They suck. <laughs> they just suck. I gave up. I was I was trying to find a good Krampus one, and yeah. I don't think it can be done. <laughs> what is so hard about doing a good Krampus or a good werewolf movie? There just aren't that many of them. In fact, I didn't really like the official Krampus movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't no, that keen on it, but it, no. it, it looks good. Some of the imagery is really cool looking. Yeah. yeah, and some of the special effects were funny, but yeah, what it the? just pulled its punches. It was shooting everything straight down the middle. Uh huh. And know. and you had all these characters, but they didn't have the strength to kill them off. Right. You know, which I don't know. There's something there's, horror movies need to at least have a few deaths. Yeah. And I don't think anybody in that. I think they were all kind of fake outs. 
They would first. I mean, nobody wants to see a kid killed. No. Maybe. Well. Um, unless a priest is chopping them up. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> what was that one, uh, Babadook? Yeah, Ooh. go ahead and kill that kid. That yeah, I think I would have preferred having seen the short. Did they kill the kid in the short? Or just because it's shorter? Just because it's shorter. I think it would have worked <laughs> as a short film. Did we cover the Babadook on this? I'm sure we did. We have talked about it. We talked about it. I don't know that we made it its own episode. Um, yeah, it came up on an episode, but I don't know that it got its own. Uh, I don't think so, no. It's come up on a couple episodes. Yeah, um, we did... I think we probably all watched it at separate times and covered it and recently watched. Yeah. We did a, an Unfortunate Sequels episode where we covered Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, oh, and man. Halloween H2O. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeffrey Donovan. Some of his best work. It is. Blair Witch 2, Book of Blair Shadows. Blair Witch 2, which is a film I don't think was supposed to be a Blair Witch movie. Nope. That's that's where we started talking about how movies get stickered over. Uh-huh. They yeah. just put Blair Witch stickers on it. And, yeah. <laughs> and pushed it out there and said, here's your Blair Witch, you dummies. You'll like it, won't you? <laughs> Dracula 2000. That is a fantastic oh, steaming pile of movie. No. It's got Hyde from that 70s show in it. And uh, what's his name from the 300? Uh, what's his name? Damn it. Uh, he's turned out to be kind of a fun actor. Anyway, he's the Dracula in it. That I thought you were talking about Dracula 3D. No. No. Dracula Dracula 2000. It came out in the year 2000. Yeah. Uh, it sounded futuristic. Um <laughs> Now it sounds dated. We should do a themed show, So Bad It's Bad. (laughs) (laughs) So Bad It's Bad and just watch Three from Hell. (laughs) We could do that if you'd like. Never again. Are you sure? Never again. No more Rob Zombies. Oh, man. What if he does something super fantastic? It won't happen. What if he remakes something? Jesus, no. (laughs) If he's going to do a remake. Uh, Race with the Devil. Okay. It's 70s. It's a couple of families in a wagon. Yeah. And a bunch of cultists after them. Yeah, that would be a good one. And that would be really hard to screw up that premise, I say, with a touch of dread. (laughs) He would find it because it would be like 90 minutes of his wife (laughs) chasing people and mugging for the camera. And and then, you know, we'd get a bunch of backstory on the cultist. And and then it would end with everybody being murdered. A couple of pseudo Charles Manson characters yeah. swearing all the time and then murdering people. Yeah. I thought uh, Rob Zombie should make a movie where, like The Fog, where the pirates come back and kill you, mm. <clears throat> actual serial killers show up in a town and have a contest of... Who can kill the most in a <laughs> night? And you call it 13 killers. And you have actuals like John Wayne Gacy. Because the, he seems to, to love these these despicable people. Yeah. You know, so you have you have 13 of them because that's a good number. We'll, we'll go from Jack the Ripper to present. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, or you save Jack the Ripper. You don't show him. Right. And then he ends up winning. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Because you don't know him. Right. And he'd be like, you know, and he never got a dark horse. Yeah. And he, and he loves the fog. Uh-huh. And he likes the fog. Yeah. You know, it could be, you know, grimy and Rob Zombie. Hey, and he yeah. gets to have his we, we real killers. This. We can write this. Yeah. I you think know, so. This is yet another example of us just sitting here writing a better movie. <laughs> better than the things we talk about, you know, and... and any aspiring filmmakers who don't have ideas, just listen to our show, man. We'll, we'll to, to, to distinguish it from the new fog, we make sure it's the old fog, so we put an E on the end. <laughs> yeah. Ye fog. Ye fog. Yeah. Would it be two Gs? F- or maybe, F-O-G-G-E? maybe it's in LA and it's the smog. The smog. There and they go. come out of the smog. Uh, yeah, there's uh, the LA Wax Museum closing down and... Ooh, a and a fo- the smog comes in yeah. and revives all these killers, and then they have a night of murder. Twilight Zone to did see it. who can. There you go. <laughs> Do you remember that Twilight Zone uh-uh. episode? There's a guy who um, buys all of the wax figures from his boss. The the boss was happy to be selling the business uh, and making a bundle of money, but the guy who was the caretaker of the wax figures buys all of them and. He buys an air conditioner for his basement and keeps them in the basement so they don't melt. And his wife is really upset with him. But it's the murderer's row. He gets mm. all the killers and he's got a basement full of killers. Right. And they seem to be moving around. Every time he goes down there, they're in different positions. I thought the other way you could go with Rob Zombie, because like um, uh, Eli Roth, he made uh, the House of Clocks. What was that called? House, uh, but it's it's basically a family fantasy movie uh-huh. with Jack Black. Oh, I've not one? seen that one. So it, Eli Roth, yeah, doing a family movie, and he's going to stick Texas Chainsaw references in there. Okay, and, and you can see you can it, it's obvious if you're a horror fan going in, but it's a, it's a you know it's a decent uh, fantasy. Wow, I've never even movie. heard of it. So what if Rob Zombie did like a Hallmark original? Oh. Wow, where they had to, he had to like everything had to be sublimated or yes, it just couldn't go there with the language. Yeah, and it has to be a, a Christmas romance. Yeah, yeah, you know. But he's slipping in Charles Manson yeah. references. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of the people is like researching some horrible grisly murder. You know, the hippie ripper. And finds love. (laughs) And finds love, because she (laughs) is also a true crime fan, and they secretly, you know, can connect on that level. Man, true crime fans, uh, there are a lot of people listening to true crime podcasts. True crimes, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's big right now. Um, I don't think it would be that hard to sell it as a Hallmark. Because I think the Hallmark movie watchers are the same people who are listening to the true crime podcasts. But, you know, what are you going to do? What, thinking it's true love podcast? I don't know. I no. don't know. Um, I think it's just their, I think it's their, um, their balance in life. I think it's their yin and yang. They may be, uh, this is not, uh, Eugenio's uh, <clears throat> uh been reading romances and cozy mysteries uh-huh. you know what a cozy mystery is uh, it's like usually pardon my it's murder. a pardon my murder yeah okay that, that's um, where my mind was going that's exactly what it is is pardon my murder um and she thought well there's no like cozy mystery there's usually a little bit of romance 
but there's nothing there for dirty in a cozy mystery. So right. she was like, has anybody written anything like that? And evidently, those two groups do not go together. Oh, they hate Pe- each other. People huh? are like, if anybody who's written any cozy mystery and they've snuck some sex into it is just Ostrac- hated. They're ostracized. ostracized. From, They're from like, the no, you're awful. Oh, you're a God. terrible, awful person <laughs> for writing this. And so I wonder if like the Hallmark people would be like, any, any mention of anything that's a little off. Because as I mentioned after watching several of those, there's no conflict in any of them. Right. There's maybe a slight speed bump, like, I don't, I lost his phone number, but I'll see him tomorrow because we, you know, both ride the same bus or whatever. There's no, nothing sets up, and there's nothing, nothing there to keep these people apart. <sighs> I don't understand it. And it has nothing to do with Christmas, really. It's bizarre. <laughs> I super don't understand it. Oh man, um, so guys, uh, do you feel like we covered our um, our list of two hundred films as best we can in under ninety minutes? Probably. Okay. Now, I mean, we've covered them all in two hundred episodes. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, we had the luxury of time thus far, but now we're just trying to wrap it all up in an hour and a half ish. Um, now. I, I wrote down like uh, the the dates of when uh, around when we would record and 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 the date of release of these things. Okay. Um, so our Christmas extravaganza this well, week is Friday the thirteenth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should we watch a Friday the thirteenth? Do we have any more? I don't know that get, we have get any Ziggy. left. Yeah. Yeah. We, we haven't done the reboot at least. We could do the reboot. We'll see if she's available. So then uh, after that, the week after that is when we would. Record our Christmas ep- extravaganza episode, and then it would actually drop on Christmas Eve, the 24th, Ooh. which is kind of nice because everybody who doesn't make podcasts has probably got the day off. And, uh, mm. you know, I'm not tempted by that new version of Black Christmas at all. No, it just looks so generic. Probably Ooh. is. Uh, we'll see if we can scare up some some stuff that's got substance or quality to it. Um but for next week, yeah, we'll see if we could do a Friday the 13th for Friday okay. the 13th. Well, by, uh, so in two weeks' time, I'll have uh, either failed or found another Christmas one worth yeah. watching. So definitely yeah. recommend. I think, think it's on Amazon Prime and, and in the, Anna and the Apocalypse. Okay. Scottish right. Zom Rom-Com musical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm going to write that down. Anna and the Apocalypse. Okay. Not related to Annabelle. Yeah. in any way definitely not no dolls in it at all well wow. oh i just see spider baby and lost films talked about tarantula maybe we should do a spider films Ooh, yeah for spring spring spiders yes oh yeah <laughs> yes some spring spider films i like that idea in, in the big build-up to the uh st patty's day leprechaun marathon Yes. Oh yeah. We've we've 27 never seven Leprechaun movies. <laughs> we've never specifically covered Leprechaun for for St. Patrick's Day, so we should just do it this year. Now I realize maybe you don't want to watch these inside the four walls of your own home. You can come over here. No, no, we'll watch them. We'll just do the kill count. We'll just watch. Yeah. <laughs> we'll watch the be, be like doing uh no cheating on your homework. Right, yeah. it's the Cliff Notes <laughs> the version. Spark Notes, yeah, Cliff yeah. Notes. Thanks, James Janice, for doing body count or kill count. Um, so should that uh, should that be good for the episode then? Yep. All right, listeners, 
now more than ever, thank you for listening for all these episodes. And uh, we hope you keep listening as long as it's still fun for you like it is for us. So listeners, thank you for listening. Keep off the time bananas.